Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Let's do this, shall we? It's the ESPN Roundtable. It is presented by our friends at Paradise Falls. And today on the Roundtable, it's Coulter because today is signing day in college football, officially. And I w- again, I won't say it's anticlimactic, but it's certainly less hectic in Montana now that there's the early signing period. The, the the bulk of these classes uh, have already uh, been signed, sealed, and delivered for Montana and Montana State. But nonetheless, uh, some transfers from su- some signees today, four in Missoula and eight in Bozeman. So, Coulter, go through here and uh, and give us a couple of high watermarks here on some of the kids individually, and then we'll get into some of the discussion about the, the, the new reality in general with the early signing period to now. Well, when you look at Montana State's signings in total, Montana State, I think one portion of recruiting that FCS schools don't necessarily attack as hard as I think they should. One thing that where Rob Ash at Montana State was such a great a great recruiting strategy was he would go get kickers and punters that were full-ride guys, whether they're from in-state or out-of-state, but he would go get who he thought was worth a full ride and give them a full scholarship under the premise that they will start for four years and mm. then basically just roll the dice and not really recruit anybody until these guys were at least juniors and sometimes even seniors. Well, Jason Cunningham ended up as the the most prolific and likely greatest kicker in Montana State history, and Roy Perez... Probably the second greatest. Well, well yeah, right. Jan Center does, doesn't have the career numbers because he was only well, Montana State's kicker for one yeah. season. But <laughs> I, Right. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. I mean, Ron Center is one of the greatest kickers ever, period. In the history of yes, football. Yes. But Jason Cunningham, certainly the most prolific kicker. Right. And Roy Perez was a great punter who then also assumed place kicking duties his second two years and was actually pretty darn productive in that element, too. A lot of times the Montana schools 
Montana actually produces pretty good specialists in state. And so a lot of times the Montana schools will recruit those guys as partial scholarship guys or preferred walk-on guys. And a lot of times you strike gold and you never really have to spend too much scholarship money until their last year. I mean, look at a guy like Jared Padmas, who was just at Montana State. I mean, he comes out of Boulder, Montana, Class B high school, and he's a four-year starter. You can you can hit the jackpot when you get a guy like that. Mm-hmm. That's a, the, probably the perfect situation to get a four-year starter guy for not a full scholarship who's from Montana who turns into a, a consistent and great player. But I just think that at this level, especially you can get guys that are way above your head, way out of your league by offering under the promise of playing time and full scholarships. And that's what Montana State's done in this class. Yeah, I don't know if the the long snapper that they signed, Tommy Sullivan out of Everett, Washington, he's out of Archbishop Murphy, which is a class 2A power in Washington. Yep. I'm not sure if he's a full ride guy, but I'm assuming since he's an out-of-state guy that was announced, he's getting some sort of a scholarship. To me, that's smart because that guy, barring a disaster, you locked up your long snapper position. And it's not sexy, certainly. But it's an essential part of your football team. It is when you have a successful field goal that you need to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And having a solid guy that someone can trust there is huge. And Montana State, you know, they also signed one of the best punters in the entire nation. I mean, Bryce Layton was ranked as the second-ranked punter in the country from the Coles kicking camps. He's the first player to ever go to Montana State as an Under Armour All-American. I mean, he played in the Under Armour All-American High School All-Star Game. He's one of the top 100 ranked players in the country, period. You you use the academic draw of Montana State, the promise to be a four-year starter, and all of a sudden, again, barring disaster, you're set at punter now. I mean, you, you just plugged and played. That's the type of guy that I would want. Yeah. And so to me, like you said, what these guys are going to become, you don't really don't know. But you have so much more of a surefire bet when you're signing a punter or a kicker yeah. than other positions, that kid's going to come in and be the punter right away. I mean, again, barring a disaster, he will be the dude right now. I think that's a great signing. And I think that it's, it's something that you, it'd be interested to see how Bobby Houck navigates this. Because Bobby Houck, I mean, Dan Carpenter is the most prolific kicker in the history of the Big Sky Conference. He's from Helena, Montana. He was recruited to Montana as an athlete. He wasn't even necessarily recruited as a kicker and then just became the kicker. Yeah. I mean, Tyson Johnson, one of my buddies in college, he was recruited out of Steve I, out of Stevensville High School, as an athlete. And he played wide receiver during spring ball all the time and then became a four-year starter at punter. So Coach Houck likes to recruit athletes who maybe can do it. Seems as if Jeff Choate's putting a high priority on recruiting specialists straight up. But as far as other guys that really popped off the page, we were talking about this in the car. I think that at this level, getting guys that have had really, really good success in high school – even if it's at a small level, the confidence that they come into an FCS level program with, just in terms of the belief in their self, the amount of football that they've played, I think it's at a really high level. A guy who is maybe a middle-of-the-road two-star type recruit from a huge California school, I mean, say you're getting the the number two or three receiver from St. John Bosco Prep or one of the Trinity League schools in Southern California. That guy has not achieved even though he's playing against way higher competition than maybe a small-town Montana right. kid, he has not achieved at the level of a guy like Garrett Kuhn, who comes to Montana State out of Sheridan, Wyoming, as the Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year. Well, how do you balance those two things? Obviously, playing at a high level is going to really cultivate your talent. Yeah, But I, I don't know hardly anything about this Garrett Kuhn kid, except for the fact that I know the kid knows how to win. 
He's won a lot. I mean, Mark Mariani at Montana was an, as a great example of that. Mark Mariani was a multiple-time state champion in football, basketball, tennis. He was a winner. So his sense of belief in himself and what he might be able to become was at a higher level than maybe anybody else that was observing him. So I think that Choate's strategy to go to some of these under-recruited states like Wyoming, Alaska, North Dakota, yep. and get the dude, the dude who's the Gatorade Player of the Year, the Alpha Dog, I mean, Choate's got two Alaska Gatorade Players of the Year on his roster now, two Wyoming Gatorade Players of the Year. And, oh, by the way, he's got the Washington Gatorade Player of the Year from, from two years ago and Isaiah Fonse as well. But I think it's a smart strategy. Let me ask you about some of the transfers, and sure. particularly Oregon State, that played big factor into both of these uh, from from today, from the second now signing day, signing period uh, of, of this first Wednesday in uh, in February. Jeffrey Manning. Mm-hmm. is a defensive back who's going to Montana State. Trajan Cotton, Omar Hicks Onu, or Onu, we, it's we Onu. Onu uh, are also both transferring to Montana, all three of them from Oregon State, all three of them DBs. And, I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on, you know, in Corvallis as far as all that goes. And you've told me many times before, look, man, it, you you want to say, okay, like if, if you're getting the kids who have been in the Pac-12, who've been in Power 5 conference schools, you know that that's a good thing. They're probably great athletes, but also there's probably a reason they're going. Sometimes it's on the kid. I think we've seen kids who've come here with all the talent and skill in the world and not been productive, maybe just not good football players, maybe not just, you know, whatever it is. But also, if you have multiple guys leaving – from the same school at the same time and even the same position group in this thing. I mean, three division, uh, three three defensive backs from one school all at the same time going to multiple places, that I don't, uh, that's, that doesn't happen very often. Coulter, you have a business and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure am i right absolutely got to be cyber safe this day and age well for you business owners out there whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business it's still running through the web we all know that's a fact and in today's always on world your business demands a simpler approach to network security at blackfoot communications they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Well, it's kind of akin to the fact that Montana State had three Washington transfers on their defensive line alone. That makes a little bit more sense since Jeff Choke came from Washington right. and was the D-line little, coach there. A little different deal, yeah. But I'm going to be really interested to see, especially the two kids that are coming to Montana, how they pan out. Because these two kids, their film looks good. They're physically talented. They have good size, good range. They can run. But they played safety in college, and they're going to play corner at the FCS level. Now, broadly, you'd say, okay, well, the Pac-12 has elite top-level speed and top-level athletes, and you know, a guy that can play safety in the Pac-12 should be able to play corner in the FCS. I think that's largely true, except for I don't know if it's necessarily true in the Big Sky, because the receivers in the Big Sky 
the receiver the the position of receiver in the Big Sky Conference is the position that has pl- more players that are playing above their level of play than maybe any other position. It's the same premise. You can promise a guy that he's going to come get so many balls thrown to him. He's going to have such an advantage over the competition, and that's where you get guys like Cooper Cup and Kendrick Bourne, you know, guys like Jeff Cotton at Idaho last year, the guys that maybe choose to go to a little smaller of a school so they have elevated opportunities, and then they can give themselves next-level opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see how those two Montana transfers transition because I don't think you can just assume that a guy, just because he can play safety in the Pac-12, and who knows what how high of a level those guys could even play safety in the Pac-12. Neither one of them were starters. They got playing time, but they were not starters. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the pipeline continues. Justin Strong was from Oregon State as well, mm-hmm. recently at Montana. So there's been some DBs that have landed, uh, not only at the Montana schools, but in the big sky. It'll be interesting to see how those guys pan out. But uh, by and large, the Grizz, you, know, you talked about maybe the the diminishing luster of this day. It was particularly lackluster for Montana for no other reason than they had, I think, 18 seniors last year, and they signed 18 guys in December. And so they only signed four guys today. The the other two that they signed, a couple of tight ends. And Matt Simpkins out of Butte Central, he was a guy that I thought maybe would have signed early. I don't know what the situation is. I would like to get some more details on that. I don't know if they're going to give him you know, maybe a, a admissions waiver and he's going to be a preferred walk-on guy to start. He was a guy that I knew was on the radar, and a lot of people were speculating that he was going to be one of the early signings. They signed Guido Ocello, who, by the way, on the first signing day, one little tidbit that we didn't share that I actually had found out since then, Guido Ocello, who's also a Butte Central product, is the grandson of Mick Delaney. Mm. I didn't realize that the day that he was signed. He was one of the late commits, the early signing period, but a pair of Butte Central high school kids coming to Montana. It's always good to have Butte guys, as all the coaches will always tell you, for for a variety of reasons, from, <laughs> from humor to toughness to the allegiance of the town uh, towards your program. But the other kid that, that Montana signed, uh, the Peyton Brammer kid out of Brush Prairie, Washington, which is right over the bridge, right? Isn't that right over the bridge from Portland? It's like yeah, by, so by, it's, by it's Vancouver. just east of Vancouver, right. right on the Columbia, so right on the southwestern you know, corner of the state of Washington. Yeah. Right. The Brammer kid, though, he committed last night via Twitter, and so I was checking out his profile and looking at some of his film. This is a kid that this is where it could be a high-risk, high-reward situation. This He's is a, injured, right? Yeah, I mean, this, this is a kid that had Mountain West and, and even some Pac-12 interest. He had offers from quite a few Mountain West schools coming out of his junior year. He was talking to Oregon and Oregon State, and then he blew out his knee early in his senior year, and everybody dropped him. And so he's not going to even be ready to practice until yeah. probably late into the his year. So he's going to redshirt certainly. He's still rehabbing. He'll right still be now. rehabbing for the majority of next season. But if he can get right, and this day and age, I mean, it used to be that that would it's a kiss of death if you're a big guy, tear your ACL. But now it seems more and more that if you just put in the work, you don't get frustrated, you don't have any setbacks, that – you can come back from it, and sometimes if you put in the work in the rehab and the physical therapy, sometimes you can actually even come back stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. And so, if, you know, he's a young guy, so I think that it's not that high of a risk, but this is the type of guy where if he gets it right and then can fulfill his potential, get back to his full athletic prowess, but also then put on some weight because he is only 205 pounds, but as six foot five is a great frame. 
That's a guy that has a lot of, lot of upside. But I, I think that you know, Bobby Houck has made this comment to us at, on the early signing period, both, each of the last two years. And then today, on the video they had on GoGrizz.com, he's been adamant about how this reduces the stress and how much easier recruiting is. But no one's really followed up and asked him why. I want to know why. I want to know why he thinks it's so much easier and less st- stressful. I don't know. I mean, the, other than there's these two months where you're not recruiting nearly as much, right. but also you are doubling up in the most important time of your actual season trying to get things done and get right. your group together to get ready for the front end of it. I, maybe he just is, I, I don't know. I would love, I don't want to put he, words in his mouth, but I, I think that part of what he's maybe saying is that forever his recruiting, Bobby Houck and his staff's recruiting strategy has been to get kids on campus when the season's going. Mm. It's the best strategy you could have. Get a kid to the Grizz game. He's going to enjoy himself. Yeah. He's going to remember it. But I think in past years, you bring a kid to a game in October or November, and then you got to hang on for dear life for three months. And you never know where else he might go, who else might get in on him to try to recruit him, who might try to steal him from you. Whereas now, they had their biggest recruiting visit the first weekend of December when they hosted a playoff game, and then they signed those guys two weeks later. Yeah. You don't have to hang on for any of these long. You know, I also, I remember, because this is the third year of this, this is also Bobby Houck's third sort of, this, he, had, he had been hired right at the start of this ver- thing happening for the first time. And I remember asking him about it at that time, and he even said, I thought I was going to hate this. I thought that this was right. not going to be a good thing. And now that I've done it, I actually really like it. And so, you know, I, I think uh, it does take pressure off on this obviously last couple of months. And also, you know, I think it gives coaches, at least if, if you're in the right spot, which certainly Montana, Montana State it is in the right spot for something like this, the opportunity, you're going to, where's the recruiting battle taking place? Broadly, generally speaking, it's the state of Montana, right? Like those are the kids that are being fought over. You might have a, a kid or two from out of state that both teams are going for, but really it's in state. So if you can get all of that sorted out initially and have your board set and you know what you have now, now all of a sudden you can circle the places. Okay, this is where we got to fill in. These are the transfers we got to look for, and you can go very, very specifically after individual players to try and get them in to push and try and get them in at this time today. And I think that that's what both these schools did. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt, it's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right, they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Tutel Nuwanis, 1029 ESPN Radio. It's the uh, ESPN Roundtable Signing Day Edition.
with Colton Nuanas. I think we're both in agreement that really projecting and ranking these guys is foolish. Yes. I think that even the coaches, particularly Coach Houck, would tell you that that's just a fool's errand to try to say which guy is going to be the best who guy won, in the class. Who did the, yeah. Who yeah, won the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about what's going to happen down the road. These, Montana more than Montana State, but these two schools are definitely still developmental-based programs. Yes. What you are and what you're going to become. I mean, you're recruiting a guy based on potential, and then you're you're hoping. I don't think a lot of these guys that are signed on either side are going to be impact players right away. But I want to talk about another element of this. We were talking in the first segment about at the FBS level, 25 full-ride scholarships is what each team's limit is to give out each year. Mm-hmm. Because you can split scholarships up, there's partial scholarships, you can sign as many guys as you want at the FCS level. And Jeff Choate has talked extensively and in detail about the challenges of meeting equivalency at the FCS level. And the three magic numbers are 63, 85, and 104. You have 63 scholarships at your disposal. 85 different guys can be on scholarship. So how do you divide it up? Mm-hmm. The way you divide up in-state and out-of-state money is also somewhat of a challenge because in-state and out-of-state tuition, especially at Montana State, is significantly different. So how do you make sure that you have 85 guys? Like Choate said, there was, there was his first two years, they did not have 85 guys on scholarship. They were under, yeah. Then the last number is 104. That's your roster limit, how many guys you can carry on your roster. I think some coaches don't really worry about that number 80 through number 104, but Jeff Choate worries about it meticulously. On one hand, I think that if you do worry about it meticulously, you can sign all sorts of guys every year, and you can upgrade your roster even if you're not upgrading the top of your roster. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. And I think that's one thing that Choate has done a great job in. They added a couple guys, a couple offensive linemen that were gray shirts, guys that are just now joining the program that'll have four years to play four, but if they graduate in four years, they'll get that fifth year back. But that means they weren't in school or with the team this last fall, even though they were from the last high school class. Yep. Jacob Kettles is one of those guys. Shaden King is one of those guys. Now, are either of those guys going to be in the mix to play this year? I really highly doubt it. Jacob Kells is coming off a knee injury. He is a very talented guy but he, from Linden, Washington, which is a great football program. He's coming off a knee injury. That's why they gray-shirted him. They knew he was going to be behind. That could be a, a situation that, that Peyton Brommer, maybe, from Montana, faces as well. The Shaden King kid, he just didn't really know if he was going to do track or if he was going to do football. And Montana State didn't know if they had room for him, but then they, they ended up adding him. But what they're doing is they're upgrading – they're basically second and third team offensive lines. They're scout team offensive lines. And so in that element, I think it's really great because you're paying attention to your whole roster. Maybe you're out recruiting some guys so that you're, you know, if you rank number one through 104, you're upgrading your number 89. It makes your whole team better. It makes your practices better. But on the other hand, I just think that you can out-recruit yourself to death, and then all of a sudden, maybe you're not even giving a kid a chance to develop because you just out-recruit him, you out-recruit him, you out-recruit him. And I think you see it sometimes with the skill positions, and I just wonder if that's the case with Montana State. I mean, wide receiver is not really a position of need. It is a little bit because they lose Kevin Cassis and Travis Johnson at MSU, but they also have some other guys like Lance McCutcheon, Coy Steele, guys that have played in games that have caught touchdowns waiting in the wings. Right. But they also decided to add two different junior college guys. They've added a couple different prep guys. So they're always trying to 
out recruit, out recruit, out recruit. And I don't know. What do you think of just the balancing act that it is? Because I think that we could both agree that upgrading the depth of your roster is a very smart idea. Certainly. But I also wonder how often do you chase guys off? I guess there's a fine line is what I'm saying between mitigating attrition and just getting drunk on recruiting. You know, I, I agree with you. Here's what I, here's the thing I think that coaches basically, especially in the state of Montana go with, they go, we're going to recruit every and anybody that we can. And if they're better than you, then you need to get better. And they, they, as long as you're still on the roster, you have every opportunity to do all the work that you need to do to be as good as you can be. And if some guy is willing to come here and he ends up being better than you, you know, then hats off to him. And I, my perspective, and I'm not saying this is the right one, but I think that the coaches generally think this, if you are, if you are going to be not mentally tough enough to deal with the fact that somebody's been brought in after you've been here a year or two years and is now slotted ahead of you, and that is, you know, that doesn't sit well with you, then that problem is yours. What you need to do is, if we bring in somebody who gets slotted a, a, you know, ahead of you, go to work. Prove that you actually right. are the better player. Totally. Now, I do think that, that there is a fine line there, man. Like, I... I understand like this the the mental toughness factor and right. all of that, but at some sometimes that is nauseating to me. Sometimes a kid needs to be encouraged, needs to be brought along and told like, no, you can do this. We believe in you. Right. Go get it done. And the the constant prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself without reinforcement or constant, you know, now we got ten guys I gotta beat out instead of seven or whatever it is, you know. There, there's reasons that that weighs on kids, you know? Jeff to- told me this after their second national signing day. Yeah. He said, my philosophy in recruiting when it comes to defensive backs and offensive linemen, which I think he said I think is the two hardest positions to recruit, particularly at the FCS level, is you always take three in hopes that you get one. So you're gonna you're gonna sign and and, and that's that's bared out at Montana State. Yeah. They've taken guys in bunches at the defensive backs, and it's not as if some of those guys didn't contribute to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. when you take Tyrell Thomas and Jalen Cole and Lavelle Price and 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 at the end of it, Tyrell Thomas is the last guy standing because he's got some injuries and all that sort of stuff. It works out well, and and the offensive line it definitely makes sense because for whatever reason there's just a lot more attrition at that position. I think that when guys get hurt, they have a lot harder time rehabbing, just because they're so big. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just a it's a spot where if you're not entrenched as a starter, you're not going to get much playing time, but your life's still going to be miserable because you have to go against <laughs> you have to go against Tucker Yates in practice every day, right. and you don't get to play in the game and, ever. And by the way, that's the reason that having great depth is so important because. Going out and playing on Saturday is one thing. You got to play all week long against somebody who you can get better against, and that kid has to be good. Right. But then I look at the receiver spot, for example, at Montana State. Yeah. They have just endlessly recruited receivers. They brought so many guys in, but they've also forced so many guys out. But under what premise? I, I guess if you just decide that a guy can't play for you when he doesn't get a chance to do anything. If you're not Kevin Cassis or Travis Johnson, what chance have you got to do anything in a game? I mean, Coy Steele got some balls this last year yep. for a brief moment in time before he got hurt. 
But some of the guys that have come and gone, you're not getting any balls. You're not getting a chance to prove yourself. So maybe it's practice habits. I don't know. But I just feel like sometimes that can be a little bit futile. And to compare and contrast this idea with the two programs, I think Coach Houck, one thing that he does really well, but I'm just so interested to see if it transitions into this new age mindset, is that first and foremost, Coach Houck wants one thing and one thing alone. Guys that want to be Grizz. Guys that love being Grizz. Yes. Will you do anything I tell you to be a part of this special thing? And I think if he can still do it, that's why they had so much success. Because being number 104 on the Grizz roster back in 2007 was a big freaking deal to the internally, to mm-hmm. the guys. I mean, if you if you were getting a, a snap on the scout team, that means you were above 30 other guys on the roster. That means you earned that. I mean, that was a big deal. I remember when my brother was starting scout team safety. Like That was a thing. Yeah, uh, You earned that spot. That was a very prestige. I mean, with, again, internally, Within, not externally, yes, but yes. you have respect amongst your team, and that's where you get true, true, true teams. I'm just so interested to see in this new age mindset where kids will leave at the drop of a hat and what have you done for me lately? And if I'm not playing when I'm a freshman, I'm going to go find somewhere I can play. I'm just so interested to see if it still works here, but I don't necessarily know if it's a matter of if it works here or not. I think it's a matter of finding the right kids. And that's what I'm so interested to see is Bobby Houck said on his Facebook Live thing this morning, he said, the last two classes we've signed, if they stick with it, if they buy in and believe what we tell them, they take the coaching and they stick with it. They have a chance to break records and put marks out that no one has ever seen in Grizz history. That's an unusual level of hyperbole for Bobby Houck, but I think that he believes in his personality analysis at a very high level. Last thing, Coulter, I want to talk with you about about this, uh, because we haven't even... Touch. We, this is this is not from today, so this is probably why we haven't gotten there. But there are three quarterbacks in these two classes. Well, yes, yeah, two specifically though. One from each school. Now Carson Rossad's going to the University of Montana. He's going to almost certainly redshirt right this year. But two guys who are transferring in: Robbie Patterson for the Grizzlies from Saddleback Community College, and Matthew McKay from Raleigh, North Carolina, and the North Car- Carolina State. Wolfpack, both of them to transferring into Montana State, both of them in the position of quarterback. Dalton Sneed, obviously graduating at the University of Montana and Montana State. Uh, their quarterback scenario situation has been certainly very well documented. How how big a deal? Let me let me ask you it like this: What do you think the chances are that either or both of these guys are starters come game one this fall? I think it's an interesting conversation. I also think it's a conversation that we can extrapolate a little bit more. So let's take a break and let's come back to this. Well, we got it. All right, now we got a wing at Wednesday. So give us a call, 329-1899. Chance to win Desperado Hot Wings. But I, I think that the, will these guys start? I think that the question for the Montana State Bobcats is very revealing and complimentary to the culture that Jeff Choate has built. And I also think it's revealing to maybe one of the weaknesses that they have in their program. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Episode 4, Grizz Grace, the Coaching Tree Podcast, out right now. Blaine Taylor, the subject of this uh, episode that's out. Great, great discussion with Coach Taylor. So much fun, so interesting. And uh, and again, the first really native Montana, native Missoulian that ended up being the head coach at the University of Montana. Uh, and, uh, so it's been a really fun series. Search Grizz Greats uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It'll come up there and uh, you can subscribe to it. Then it will come to you. We got bonus episodes and everything else. So go listen to those. Had a really fun time doing this. And this is, uh, this is one for uh, really anybody uh, from the state of Montana around, but especially uh, Missoula specifically. You're going to enjoy this one. Okay. It's a, a great conversation with him. Uh, before we finish talking about the quarterbacks, Coulter, you want to hook the people up? We always want to hook the people Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Dobie's Teriyaki in Stockman's Bar, who's one of the sponsors of that Grizz Greats podcast. Yes. If you order yourself some Dobie's, you get $2 draft beer at Stockman's, so don't forget that. But right now, we got a $15 gift card, Dobie's Teriyaki. They don't have anything on the menu over 11 bucks. This is going to hook you up. You'll be nice and full. You can even get a drink. You can get, you get full twice. And these are, I'm, I'm yes. telling you, I, yes. I can eat. Yes, you can. And... This is a two-meal deal for mm-hmm. me every mm-hmm. time. So go head on down to Adobe Teriyaki. And right now, if you give us a call, 329-1899, you got 15 bucks Adobe Teriyaki for you. And if you don't win, but you just still want to head down there, or you do win, you bring a friend down there, tell them to tell them to want to send you, and they give you a dollar off one of your full-price meals as well. Adobe's Teriyaki, located in Stockman's Bar. Great spot for us. And as Brett always says, eat more yaki and have yourself a rice day. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Coulter, so you wanted to just extrapolate, though, a little bit more on the two transfer quarterbacks right. headed to Montana State and heading to uh, Montana. Again, for uh, the Bobcats, Matthew McKay is a junior. He's transferring from North Carolina State, from the Wolfpack, into Montana State. And just another, they haven't had a lack of numbers. They just have had a lack of the guy rising to the top and Tucker Rovig. Uh, came on and played much better in the second half of the season, no question about it, but you still got to believe, I mean, there's certainly plenty of room for improvement at the position, no matter who it would be. For the Grizzlies, Dalton Sneed graduates. Uh, you, you have Cam Humphrey sitting there, uh, you know, as as the transfer, and he's an incumbent senior, right, Cam? Uh, Humphrey's in for the, for the Grizz, but it's always about competition, and Robbie Patterson transferring in for uh, Montana from Saddleback, community college so where are we at on these transfers well i think that as everything in this rivalry continues to be there's a dichotomy and i think that so many people expected jeff chote and bobby hawk to be so similar and they're actually almost not similar at all in all in the ways they structure their programs they're very intense guys yeah but other than that in terms of the philosophies of how to develop players and structure your program what you want your program to be about very not that similar at all Mm -hmm. whether coaching staffs are structured rosters are structured not similar yeah 
the way they're managing quarterbacks, not similar. Bobby Houck's theory is he wants to have a guy in each class, and the best guy will rise to the top, period. There will be, despite the fact that Cam Humphreys started multiple games last year, there will be a full-fledged quarterback competition with equal chance for Cam Humphreys and Chris Brown and Carson Rostad and Robbie Patterson to win the starting quarterback job. Montana State, if Jeff Choke out recruit you, he's going to. And the reason that they have had not a lot of animosity in the locker room, at least the last two years, when that sort of thing happens, is because of the family atmosphere that he's created, as well as just the, the everybody's bought in, and there's really no choice to be anything but that. Mm. And like I said to you off air, I think that people around the Montana State program had a lot of respect for Tucker Rovig and the way that he really improved after that dismal performance, both individually and as a team, as an offense at North Dakota in late October. I think that by the end of the year, I think that everybody from Jeff Choate to offensive coordinator Matt Miller to the rest of the locker room thought Tucker Rovick was a good, solid player. I think they're very happy with the production that they got out of him. They bring in a transfer. I think Matt McKay will certainly be the front runner, but there will be a competition. But just like when Jeff Choate benched Casey Bauman in favor of Tucker Rovick, no real internal animosity. And if, if and when Matt McKay beats out Tucker Rovick, there will be no internal animosity. I think it's a great testament to what Choate has built internally at Montana State. I think that even Tucker Rovig won't have much internal animosity. You can think what you want in terms of your opinion of him as a competitor in that element, but I do think that he's gotten buy-in from the top down, including the quarterbacks. I didn't really see much of a sulking attitude or a I got screwed over from Casey Bauman last year, and I think Rovig will be sort of in the same boat if he doesn't win the job. And if he does then that means he got that much better and you're in a good spot either way. That said, I do think that the, there's a double, every every sword has two edges on it, right? And testament to the strength of the culture internally. On the other hand, though, where do you find continuity? How do you prioritize any sort of continuity and consistency when you just do out-recruit everybody? Yeah. The thing that they've been able to hang their hats on is that they've recruited so well on the offensive and defensive lines that out-recruiting those guys has not been a reality. You're not going to out-recruit Bryce Sturk and Mitch Brott. Those guys are just going to start everywhere in the league, probably everywhere in the country, and those positions are not ones where you can necessarily recruit a plug-and-play guy. But I, I just wonder when it catches up to you when you're talking about the skill positions. If you're always bringing in transfers to start over guys or whatever it might be, I think it's it's hard to really find that identity yeah. if you don't really cultivate the position, especially at quarterback. I mean, multi-year starters, it's so essential at quarterback. And if you, if Matt McKay does start over Tucker Rovig, what is Tucker Rovig on your roster then? It could be a great program guy, a great guy that's you know helping out with drills, a practice player, whatever it might be. But he used to be a three-star quarterback. Are you wasting a scholarship on that guy? I don't know. I, I think that, again, testament to the strength of the internal culture and no animosity when it comes to competition – but on the other hand, you somewhat have to prioritize continuity somewhere along the lines, especially when it comes to offensive skill positions. Well, a lot of eyeballs, obviously, on the position both places, and uh, and it'll be fun spring to see how this uh, all develops. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. 
The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 